AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The fastest way to push your kid out of sports to make them, you know, not want to play to make them, and, and you're talking about owning their own journey. When the parents own the journey, the kid's not going to go that far. They're just not. As soon as you give them space and you let them own it, that's when they really sort of take off. This is the Reform Sports Project, a podcast about restoring healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. Hi, this is Nick Bonacore from the Reform Sports Project podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Asia Mape founder of I Love to Watch You Play, an educational website designed to help parents feel more confident and regain balance and sanity as they navigate the youth sports journey with their children. A four-time Emmy award-winning journalist and experienced sports television producer, Asia has covered many of the world's most popular sporting events, including five Olympic Games, multiple NBA playoffs, and two Super Bowls. Asia and I discuss the difference between support and pressure, how parents can learn and grow from past mistakes, and the importance of listening to your kids when they tell you what they need. Here we go. I am once again fired up. I got another. This is an oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie in the sense that we spoke first time back before the pandemic. So I think it was like February of 2020. Um, but it's great to be back in the saddle and re-recording with the founder of a lot of you might know this website. I love to watch you play. She was a bad A athlete back in her day. Pumped to have her, Asia Mape. Asia, thank you so much for hopping on. Thank you, Nick. I love it. Thank you for having me back. No doubt. So I just want to start right here with the, let's call it the gorilla, the monkey in the, whatever, the, the whatever. what's the expression? The gorilla in the room, whatever the hell it is. The 100-pound gorilla in the, the room. Elephant in the room. <laughs> I love to watch you play, right? So like that is something I actually say to my kids after every single sporting event, especially my little ones. 
What made you pick that name? What made you get into that space? Like, give us a background. All right. So I'll, I'll give you the short version. Um, I was an athlete. You know, I played basketball my whole life and in college. Um, and then I worked in sports television for a long time. And a former coworker and I were talking about, we had kids at that point, just how crazy the youth sports, um, wait, basically our experiences had been up to then. It felt like um, it was a little out of control and we ourselves were out of control. And she said, let's start something around this. You know, I, I'm a producer. She was an on-air talent. And so we were kind of brainstorming what we wanted to call it and, you know, what would get the message across. And I think we both had seen John O'Sullivan, and I know you've had him on as a guest, and he's incredible. And we had seen his TED Talk, and it was on there that he talked about really the only words your kids need to hear is, I love to watch you play. And, you know, I'll be honest, Nick, at that time, um, you know, I needed to hear that almost more than anyone else, because I'm not sure I love to watch you play was coming out of my mouth all that often back then. But um, now it certainly does. You know what? I don't call it the reform sport. Like reformed is for a reason. Like, right? <laughs> I, I, I mean, a lot of people will listen to this and, and agree. Like it takes a minute. I had to check myself too. It's like, wait a minute. And, you know, I felt, and I'm sure you, I'm, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but it almost seems like for a minute there, like I almost felt my, my value as a parent was on display depending on how my kid performed. Did you ever feel that? You know, I know that's like, that's something that a lot of people talk about and we're living through our kids. I don't know that I felt that per se. I, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure where, you know, I've done a lot of writing on this and a lot of speaking on this of where my angst around it comes from. But, you know, I can watch a game and start to get tight and start to feel, you know, like, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of parents ha have that same experience. But it's funny. It was really, it's not just something that you finally figure out either, Nick. And I don't know. If you're at this point, I need to remind myself of the things that I've learned after doing I Love to Watch You Play .com all the time. I can slip so fast back into some bad habits and sort of like, you know, not really remembering what sports are supposed to be about and why my, my kids are in sports and why I want them to play sports. And I think we forget about that. I think I think more than anything, I've found that it's that sort of ROI, that return on investment. You've put so much into it, and as has your kid, that you like, you're expecting results. And I think when there aren't results or when it's not going their way or whatever, it's just like this feeling, well, we drove all the way out here and we come to San Diego and now she's not even playing or she's in and she's looks like she doesn't care. And, you know, you just start to get like, wow, you put so much in, you know, you, you have these expectations put on them and it's completely unfair. That's such a great point because I, I know that feeling, but also it's like here you and I. If we're going to have this conversation, I think most people will agree. Like you, you talk about the values and things that you extract from the youth sport experience, right? Like learning how to deal with adversity, learning how to deal with struggle, sitting on the bench. Like you learn from that stuff. But when it's happening in the moment, you're like, what the hell? This sucks. You know, like it is hard. And I think I'm so glad you brought up like the daily reminders almost like it's easy to slip back into. And I don't think that that's an unusual circumstance. Listen, we're all human. I think there's, you know, especially for, for people who have played at a fairly or competed at a high level, like we're competitive. You know, you're competitive. And I think one of the lessons that you extract from sport experience is the competitiveness. 
but it's also not my competitiveness, right? Like I, ha- I have to remember myself, this is not my journey. So what are, what are some things that you do to check yourself? Is it reading a blog? Is it like listening to a podcast? How do you keep yourself in line? You know, I think it's really just putting a little space between it. I start to feel it now. And, and, and I've been at this for a while. You know, my oldest is now in college and she started playing sports, right? When she was three or four or whatever with a little soccer. And it's just, it's practice. It's feeling those feelings come up. I don't think you're going to stop those feelings. I'm the same person I was when I first had my kids in sports that I am now. I'm competitive. I played high level basketball. I worked with, you know, amazing, incredible athletes all the time. Like I love winning. <laughs> I'm not a different person. I just know how inappropriate, ineffective, and and basically detrimental it is to the kids. And so what, what I need to do and what I do all the time is put a little space between those feelings. So I'm sitting there watching and I start to feel my heart, right? I'm starting to feel the sweat. I'm you know and I just think, okay, here it comes. Now now like let's separate from that. It's not that I it's not that I don't feel those things anymore. I just know better. Like the fastest way to push your kid out of sports to make them, you know, not want to play to make them. And and you're talking about owning their own journey. When the parents own the journey, the kid's not going to go that far. They're just not. As soon as you give them space and you let them own it, that's when they really sort of take off. And you just learn all this stuff. I learned it from firsthand experience, from writing it, from people like yourself and John O'Sullivan and great um, people that contribute to the website. And you know, you just have to like fall back on all those things that you know are right, even though you might be feeling very differently in the moment. We're just coming out of a pandemic, right? Uh, I say coming out of, some will say we're out of it, Some, whatever the case is, right? COVID. I think if anything, there has been a lot put on display, or at least in the mainstream where, you know, you, you can hear people talking about mental health. You can hear people talking about the 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 need to uh, get out and, and exercise or talk about your feelings, right? We all went through this. Everyone had their own experience, everyone had their own feelings and journey through it and are still navigating in many ways. But it's not uncharted territory now to talk about that that monkey in your back, on your back, right? That thing that's bothering you that you don't want to talk about. How much do you think of this what we're talking about now, right? This this parent, this youth sport experience, this, how much do you think it can impact the kids' mental health? Like if we're feeling it and we're on the sidelines and our kids are looking to us and our kids are in the car with us and our kids are, you know, at the dinner table with us, how much do you think that they can feel it? And also, oh how do you think gosh, that might impact yeah. them? Oh my gosh, you know what? Even before... The, the pandemic and before this sort of rash, it feels like of suicides by a bunch of athletes. Um, I feel like you've just hit on my number one favorite thing to talk about. And it is support versus pressure. And it's, I think, so key. And it's really what most of what us as parents can do to help the whole situation. And it covers a lot of things, right? Um, but I think it's like that fine line when you cross over from being a supportive parent and you talked about this a little right there you know your kids having a bad game right and you don't think they know that feel that are sad about that and they look up in the stands and you're like ah like mad face or like you know they see you like yelling at the refs or yelling at them like what is that message you're sending right? Like you're supposed to be their cheerleader, their, their support system. They already feel bad. Like what it's like, it's so counterproductive 
to what as parents we should be and need to be doing. And again, like I said, I am not perfect at this. This is like, you know, a constant thing, but really the coaches are there to give them feedback. They're probably their own harshest critics. We're there to support them, um, love them, help them when they need it or want it. Some players really do look to their parents to talk about and break down the grit, the game. I mean, I know mine don't, um, but it's like, you know, really this fine line. And when you cross over, they know it. And it is really hard to get it back. And I think it does the most damage. And it not only, um, and I hope all the parents take this in and really think about this. It's not only hurting their career, right? Their Or the career is a funny word to use there. But, you know, their sports and how far they want to go and how long they want to play. But it really can end up hurting your relationship with your child. Um, and I've, I've dealt with this personally with my oldest. And when they feel that your investment in their sports is like the main thing and so important to you, it really does do some serious damage to the relationship. And, and you have to do some serious repair work to, to fix that. So it's, it's, it's a big thing, the support versus pressure. You know, I, I have been guilty. I'd say guilty of it, but it's like, I remember when I first started interviewing folks and, and really diving into the Reform Sports Project, and I hear college coaches often tell me, like, when I go to my kids' game, and these are the coaches saying, and I kept hearing it, and it could have been a male, female, didn't matter the sport, they'd say, when I go to my kids' games, I never get too excited for them when they do well, and I certainly don't get too excited for them if they don't perform. Like, I want to stay in the middle, and as I'd be listening to the coach, I'm like, well, I've gotten overexcited on both ends. Like, you know, and then it's hard because in that moment, you're excited, you're whatever, but it's hard to look at it through the kid's point of view. But then when I reflect back, like you just mentioned, uh, your, your child, but I can think back on my own parents or my dad in particular, love him, God rest in peace. But, um, you know, he would get excited. He would not, you know, and, you, and I would feel that it, 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 he kept it in check for the most part, but I was definitely cognizant of it. Um, I didn't like okay. to call him that much when I was in college. Like if I had a bad game in college, I didn't want to, he always knew if I didn't do well, cause I didn't call him that day. I, I, I don't want to hear it. Well, what happened? I'm, I don't. I suck today. Leave me alone. You know, I want to explain it to you. I'm ten hours away from you. Leave me alone, Dad. I love. Anyway, but but it's like if it's important as a parent, I feel like it's okay. I don't think your kid cares if you never get overly excited or certainly excited if they don't perform well. But it's like staying in that 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 neutral zone. Like, how do you? Mm-hmm. If you're an excitable person, how do you how do you keep that in check? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I. I hear you, and I, I know I know a lot of parents who are excitable, and you know I think their their kids kind of you know they expect it and they know it. I I don't think that's gonna just you know be that's not gonna do a ton of damage if if that's your personality and, and your kids know it about you. You're you're high, you're low, you're a yell or whatever. They get used to it, but like you know I think it's when after the game you're mad at them do you know what i mean you're you're not friendly you're not you can't like sort of let it go you want to keep talking about it you know and it it extends beyond that moment um but you know i'm not sure i'm not exactly like that and and i'll tell you it's interesting a lot of my kids play on um teams with various professional athletes as parents like matt biondi for example he's the dad on one of he's an olympic swimmer has a ton of gold medals and whatever. He's the most low key dad ever. And I've found that a lot of the professional athletes and as you're saying coaches, they stay the most low, most like calm, 
seem to have like I mean and, and I don't know what's going on like at home or whatever but I but I like to think they definitely have something figured out and know what's kind of more appropriate and necessary in those moments and they can kind of keep it really low key. When we come back, Asia and I discuss her advice for parents for the car ride home and how she navigated her daughter's decision to stop playing sports. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back. Where we left off, Asia and I were about to talk about tough love versus listening to your kids. Attitude and effort, right? And, and if we talk about things, and, and I love to get in this with you because I know that you've spoken about or written about it, it's the car ride home, right? Which is, I like to get into this all the time because it can make or break a kid's entire experience. And you know, one thing I don't think is inappropriate or I think is very appropriate is, especially when it's age appropriate, right? If my kid's, you know, 8, 9, 10, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 and older, it's like, hey, if you're out there acting like a jackass or or not behaving, <laughs> not listening, right? Terrible effort, you know, horsing around, not listening to the coach. Like, I think it's, I think I'm doing my kid a disservice if I don't talk to him about that afterwards. You know, like, what are you doing, man? It's almost like, like the teacher calls home from school and says you were disruptive. Like I gotta, I gotta handle that in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I think same as is if my kid in the dugout is is being mischievous, right, and and not listening to the coach. But if my kid goes over three or is playing a basketball game, misses you know key free throws, and I get mad, I don't need to correct that. So like the car ride home, what are things do's and don'ts? Let's say you know your kid 
didn't perform well versus didn't put in great effort? Is there one that you should, shouldn't talk about? And when's the right time? Yeah, well, I agree with you, Nick. Like, there's certain things that are just unacceptable when you're watching, right? Like, the kid is goofing off when the coach is talking or being disrespectful or... I mean, I, I really get irritated, too, about the referee stuff with the, like, oh, like, getting mad when a ref makes a call. Um, that stuff, 100%, I would think um, a parent would want to talk to them about it. And maybe it's not even in the car ride home, but it's later when, when they're a little more removed from it. Um, but I, I I agree also that, like, the other game stuff, I mean, you got to think. Remember, like, not only did they just live it, their coach just talked about it after the game. The kids, the teammates probably are talking about it as they're walking to the car. And now they got to get in and hear it one more time from us. If they bring it up and want to talk about it and, you know, break something down, of course. But I, I, w- I would recommend not talking about it at all, um, you know, or maybe just a quick check-in. You doing okay? How was that? You know, you feeling all right about it? Um, but I would not get any deeper than that unless it's um, driven by them. What would you say to... Because you mentioned before with your eldest child, what would you say was one of the things that if you can go, I mean, we all have regrets, but what was there something that, that maybe through your sport experience that you wish you had to take back in? Something like, dang, I wish I didn't do that. What happened? And then what did you and or your child learn from that experience? So my oldest, um, she is a great athlete. And, you know, I, I have to say, you know, as I've mentioned, I played sports. Their dad was a volleyball player in college. We loved sports. We both worked in sports. Sports was our household, right? We watched a lot of um, different sports every weekend, every night, you know, sports center. And so I think, you know, she's a little unique in as far as I don't think she's really an athlete at, in her heart. She's an artist. So she wanted to, you know, you don't, you don't think about this when you're, you know, you're not like, oh, maybe she doesn't like sports, but she's going along with our sporty family and we love it. She's a great athlete and we find sports she really likes or seems to like that she's on the Olympic development team and shoots a a TV show with Cam Newton with water polo players, Olympic players. I mean, she was it. She chose her high school and those are all her own choices, right? I remember that commercial. Yeah, well, it was, a, it was a whole show. She was chosen, and, um, you know, she was a great water polo player and, and picked a high school based on a coach that she wanted to play for. Um, but I really think it's like it's all she knew, right? We were a sporty family. We love sports. Everyone plays sports. She played sports. But in her heart, she started to feel, um, for one thing, it's not like volleyball or sport, um, softball. Water polo is a grueling sport. Um, I hear it's like one of the most physically demanding sports in the world. 100%. And her high school coach was an Olympic, um, he was an assistant coach on the men's Olympic water polo team. He was serious business. He did not mess around. Um, and it was a lot. And so she always loved art. She was always like a little creative and, um, you know, wanted to do plays and various things, but kept along with the sports. And at some point she started kind of sharing that this might not be what she wanted to do. Um, And there was a lot of, well, you picked your path and you got to follow through. And, you know, there was part of me, if I look back, like I just didn't kind of want to accept what she was saying. Um, I think my number one thing would be really listen to your kids and 
um, I think we kept kind of like she had made these choices all around her water polo. She couldn't do the play at school because of water polo. She would come home exhausted at night because the practices are three hours long, six days a week. You know, you're just she couldn't get to her art. She was tired and she was telling us things. Some kids won't speak to you. She was outright telling us this stuff. And we were still kind of like doing that suck it up, get through it, you know. Um, and eventually uh, she got sick. You know, she had a tumor and she had to stop because of that. And then COVID hit and she never played a day after that. Um, but honestly, I look back at that time and she was telling us and, and, and it, it was probably a whole year or more of this sort of back and forth with her. And, you know, there's that there's that issue. Of, and this is for real. It's like kids often get distracted and get tired and want to be with their friends, especially when they're during puberty and during those high school early years. And, you know, there's this balance of how do you support them in things that you think and believe like sports are really good and positive for them, you know, when they're having those moments, right? Because if you always let a kid do whatever they wanted on their own accord and whim, they quit enjoying a thousand things, right? And so there's there's tons of people out there that will tell you, I don't know how many professional and collegiate athletes I've heard talk about the several times they almost quit or did quit and came back. So you're balancing this like, okay, how much of it is just like a phase she's going through? You know, but I think, um, and, I, and I think parenting kids through all this stuff is really hard and I feel for parents and I've been there, but it's like the number one thing is really listening to them I think you have to really listen to them and find a solution. Like we needed to give her a break. We needed to give her some time off. Um, maybe even let her quit earlier than she did. Maybe it was a season off, you know, but when they're complaining of these things, you can't just take that tough love attitude. Um, I think it really was detrimental to our relationship for a while. I think it was detrimental to her health. She was really unhappy and um, we just weren't listening. We just kept kind of like pushing her through it. I deeply regret how we handled that, um, you know, and I, I just hope that I have learned from it and I have and that other people can learn from it because I do write about her and talk about it a lot, um, that you have to kind of support them and their passions and, and see where they want to go. And that's not to say you don't like you know, I, I mean, my two daughters that are playing sports still, it's like, maybe we want to get, um, you know, a little extra training in or whatever. You still, they're still kids and they still need like some guidance and support. But when they're really telling you stuff, you have to listen. Holy smokes. Like, thank you for getting so vulnerable. And I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about, you know, my older boys wrestle, you know, wrestling's like this. You gotta, you gotta watch your diet. You gotta, it's grueling. I would never want to wrestle. I love the sport, but holy cow! Like, and it, I get as you were describing water pump. My like, God, this sucks. Like, I I live with a wrestler, and he's like, he's sneaking snacks, and he's like, I got to lose six pounds in a week. You know, it's really. But you use the word balance, and it is hard because my son is also a. He's he's seventeen years old. He's a good manipulator too. Like we all can be at that age. Even now I'm 43. I can manipulate if I want to. It's knowing like if I leave them to their own devices, how far will they go? Like we all need some direction every now and again. We all need to be held accountable. It's knowing that fine line. And I want to ask you to close with this. Like as an athlete and now obviously a sports parent with the experience you have, if there's one thing to take out of the sport experience, why would accountability, I hear that word used a lot. Why is that such a value asset 
And why does it transition so much to life after sport? I think it's an important question to continually sort of think about and ask yourself is why do you want your child to play sports, right? It can't just be for a college scholarship. It can't just be to play in college. It's all these other things that they're going to get out of it, right? Self-esteem, teamwork, communication, character building, learning to lose, organizing their time, working towards goals, all that kind of stuff. And accountability is at the top of that list. And I think that there aren't too many other places, you know, there is there is obviously with going to school and you got to do your homework and stuff, but where you can get so many of these character building blocks in one place and accountability is huge for their, their job, their time in college, when they're married, when they have kids or, or not, you know, but just going through life as a grown up, it's huge. And, and I do think that um, when we keep those sort of things top of mind and what they're learning and, you know, make that a priority instead of extrinsic goals, I think everybody wins. Because look, when they're if they're a junior in high school and they decide they're done, you know, they've probably gotten a lot of those goals already. It doesn't mean and I and I love this I posted something about quitting. It doesn't mean you're quitting. You found something else you want to do more. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And you can still have gotten a lot of those same um, character blocks, including accountability. Asia Mape, I love it. I love to watch you play. Where can they find you? Let them know. Um, I love to watch you play.com. It's all written out just like that. I love to watch you play.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and I'm going to be getting my newsletter going back up. So um, sign up for that on the website. And that's pretty much it. Nick, thank you so much. I, I always enjoy speaking with you. It was really, it was really, um, enjoyable thank you well i appreciate you coming on asia mape i love to watch you play check it out she is doing amazing work she has a ton of experience and i just can't thank you enough for coming on and being so vulnerable and sharing that is awesome thanks nick that's asia mape founder of i love to watch you play thanks for listening to the reform sports project podcast i'm nick bonacore and our goal is to restore a healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy for updates please follow us on facebook twitter and instagram or check out our website by searching for the reform sports project Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. 
It's about the ethos that we embody, rugged, resilient, and timeless.